It's Chris, the Dating Doc, and in this podcast episode, we're going to talk about Japan's declining birth rate and how its cabinet office wants to introduce artificial intelligence to match potential singles. Stay tuned. So here's the deal. Japan. Japan is going through a what I call social dating apocalypse. I really mean it. Okay, I'm not. This is not hyperbole. Okay, so what we got is... To boost the birth rate, Japan's government is considering AI to match spouses. All right, this is like the this could be the future of the U.S. and and, and this is not nothing exciting. This is not you know Elon Musk, uh, Elon Musk, Tesla type technology that you know we're we're just salivating waiting on. No, this could be this could be the future if we are not careful about the fact that a government may have to instill artificial intelligence for us to meet um, our person. Now, why is this happening in Japan? Okay, this is in an effort to boost Japan's declining birth rate. Okay, the government has been trying to help single heterosexual men and women find true love so they can get married. Here's the statistics that are pretty scary. The number of annual marriages in Japan has fallen from 800,000 in 2000 to 600,000 in 2019, all right? So 200,000, that's, that's, the, uh, that's the delta there, is 200,000 less marriages, okay? And within those statistics, which I, I haven't been able to find here, obviously, it's going to be a declining birth rate. And this, this is what's crazy, okay? So Japan is split up into uh, what are called prefectures, right? They're kind of like municipalities. And uh, 25 of Japan's 47 prefectures have some sort of government-run matchmaking service. They have government-subsidized matchmaking where, you know, users are just like standard matchmaking that I do, by the way, little plug if you're interested in matchmaking. They plug in their preference for a potential mate, age, income, educational level, and then the dating service provides them with a list of other users who meet their criteria. History repeats itself. You know, we've had yentos, we've had matchmakers, uh, if you watch Mulan on Disney Plus, you know, they're trying to matchmake her. Again, that was more dealing with Chinese lore. But so matchmaking is nothing new uh, in, in a government or accepted sense. Right. Obviously, now there's a symbiotic relationship between dating and, and dating apps. Right. When people think of a dating service, they automatically go to a Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, et cetera, et cetera. But no, matchmaking has been around for a while and it's a need. Right. Nowadays, it's a luxury in the U.S., that uh, is not taken advantage of enough. Shout out to all my matchmakers out there that got me started in this, in this industry. So, um, but here, here's here's the critique is that Japan's cabinet office, they think that the current dating service are not advanced enough to help singles make, a, make lasting romantic connections. So they're trying to introduce AI, which I think is ironic because I think technology is actually part of what's making us disengage with each other. So the new AI dating system would work by having users answer more specific questions catered to their personal values on a variety of topics. <laughs> so some of these topics include Pokemon or if they would want a Pikachu themed wedding. Uh, far cry from HCTV, right? But hey, that's Japan for you. Not, you're not trying to disrespect. And um, the numbers don't lie. Okay, J- Japan's cabinet office is asking for budget approval of 2 billion yen. Okay, that's about 19.05 million dollars for this new AI enabled dating service. 
uh, which would then launch at the start of spring. All right, so about two quarters away, they're already looking at launching this AI service because it's that bad, right? So I, I say to you, I say to you, what is happening? Okay, what's happening? A lot of movements are happening. A lot of uh, these these movements that I'll talk about towards the end of the episode, you know, your MGTOW, your Raging Red Pill, your fourth wave feminist. This is stuff that's bleeding over to the U.S. Now, granted, I'm going to go into this next section and talk about Japan's culture, my views on why I think it differs from the U.S., but also how it compares. Again, this is happening right now. Japan's government is getting involved with matchmaking. And if it gets bad on our side of it, hey, who knows? Maybe the next president or the president afterwards or whatnot, maybe we'll have a department of matchmaking. Imagine that. I'll definitely join that committee or heck, I'll hit it. Now, a couple years ago, I read Modern Romance, a book by Aziz Ansari, right? Who's a popular from uh, Parks and Rec, stand-up comedian, has a couple of Netflix um, specials. And also Eric Klinberg, who supplied a lot of the empirical data uh, for the book. And one thing I liked about the book is that it went through a worldview on modern romance, aka modern dating, and they stopped in Japan. And in Japan, what's interesting is that men are divided into carnivores or, or, or herbivores. Carnivores being the quote-unquote alpha male who's assertive enough to go up to a woman and has that sexual prowess and testosterone, where a herbivore is more of the weak man who cannot initiate and is maybe scared of approaching a woman and dating overall. Um, and I found it interesting because, again, this was my my generalization of Japan prior to reading the book was that it was bustling. You know, I, I assumed that Tokyo was just full of nightlife and things were happening. And I, I you know, faintly knew that Japan was high on technology. Um, but after reading the book, after doing some research, yes, Japan is high on technology. And what I feel, again, this is my personal opinion, uh, they've overdone it. Again, they, they're high on technology in a way that's not beneficial. It is a very much a tech hub, uh, but there's a lot of escapism, especially for men, right? The advent of anime, manga, video games, virtual reality, uh, sex robots, vending machines with panties. Believe it or not, yes, that, that, that's the thing. So there's, there's this very conservative culture that combines high technology And when you have a super conservative culture that's high on technology, then that's an avenue of approach, an avenue of escape, I should say, for men to use that as their as their device, right? Whether it's pornography, whether it's uh, hantai, which is uh, it's porn anime, animated porn, um, or even men that are marrying their pillows. I'm, I'm not joking. Like that, I, I wish I could magically show you on this on the podcast, but. Um, I've read articles of men that have married their pillow cover that has an anime character, like a good-looking anime doll um, character, painted on the pillow cover, and they have had actual marriage ceremonies. Crazy and twisted. Again, this is just my personal opinion. Then again, you know, 
we're in the country that worships the Kardashians, which is a whole nother twisted and weird uh, addiction. But going back to Japan, the women themselves have, have, have somewhat been static, right? The career minded woman is still wanting kids, wanting to get married. So she wants to go for the carnivore guy. But the carnivore guy is the bad boy, right? He's the one that's like, you know what? I don't care. I'm a rebel. I do what I want. I'm not trying to get married. But at the same time, as we all know, the bad boy gets spoils of war, right? War being dating. Some men are not going to want to engage. That's your um, omnivores. And uh, sorry, herbivores. Sorry, I'm getting it mixed up here. And then the carnivores are going to be the ones that are going to get it, right? They're going to get the sex part. And when a woman has hit the wall and she's ready to settle with the conservative Japanese man, now you got a dividing line. You either have the carnivore who's reformed and has said, you know what, I do want to get married. Or you're going to have the real shy guy who's addicted to video games, doesn't work out, um, runs at the side of a woman. And bam, you have a declined birth rate. That's facts. Okay, that's what's happening. And that, that's part of that culture of Japan is that you have so much escapism that that modes the personality of someone, especially a man who's supposed to initiate. And then at the same time, not to take anything away from the men, you also have uh, inversely, you have women that have become video game addicts, don't want to do anything with dating, um, Pokemon addicts, uh, things of that sort. And they don't see marriage in their future, right? Because it takes away from the freedom of playing Pokemon Go or whatever they're doing. Okay. Um, again, we have our own issues at hand. So I'm not, I'm not, I, I'll do a whole nother podcast episode on the US. But um, that's, that's, in, you know, my, my view of what's happening in Japan culturally. The problem is that it's not like you can just stop technology. You can't just press pause on technology and say, you know what? We're just going to go ahead and, and not have people use technology and hopefully that can get them to communicate more and, and get them to meet each other. Um, unfortunately, what's happening is that Japan's actually going to rely on technology to hopefully hopefully get people to connect. The only problem with that is, as we know, the paradox of choices and addiction to novelty is going to creep in. And then we're back to square one, which is a problem we're having in the U.S. where people are so addicted to options instead of commitment. Uh, our value systems are a little bit off. Doesn't even matter what political, social, political leanings you are. If you're liberal, conservative, doesn't matter. Our value system collectively is a little bit off uh, to what's going to lead to romance. So, yeah, but Japan, um, I'll have a solution here at the end. Um, definitely, definitely dire straits for Japan. Um, that is a huge difference in, um, in weddings and marriages, a huge drop. Here's some more stats that are um, a little bit alarming when it comes to J Japan. First, I'm gonna tell a story about uh, Issei Izawa, 19 year old university students believes that dating is mendukusai, meaning more trouble than it's worth. And uh, Izawa got accepted into one of the Tokyo's top universities, puts him in a perfect position to seek out a potential girlfriend or girlfriends, but instead he prefers to hang out with friends. 
or put in the hours at his part-time job so he can buy clothes and save money for his next trip. He goes on saying, in my first year, I'm having a really good time meeting new people, being more independent than when I was in high school and discovering new things. Right now, I don't want to be tied down. I want to be able to do things I want to do and think of a lot of people at my university, both male and female, feel the same way. Okay, Japan's not dating. Japan's not dating. I mean, 2005, again, this was a little bit dated. Um, 19.9% of male students and 17.6% of females replied that they had never been on a date. This is all according to Japanese Association for Sex Education. 2017. 28% of male students and over 30% of females in higher education have never been on a date. That is a huge number. I mean, that's almost one in three women. And yeah, about the same for men. Uh, that's whew. Japan's population peaked in 2010 at 127.32 million. Analysts believe that the total population will fall below 100 million in 2065 and stand at a mere 83 million by the turn of the next century. Oh my gosh. I'm a kind of a math nerd, right? I used to suck at math as a kid, but 127.32 million. Okay. And then you, you down to 83 million by the turn of the next century. So if I do the math real quick, okay, that's about 40 to 50 million. That that's a, that's, a couple of major cities gone because people aren't dating. Okay. And even more worrying, approximately one third of those people will be 65 or above and will require pensions and advanced medical care. The cost of which, as you know, which will be provided by tax income from a shrinking pool of workers. This is going to have devastating effects. Japan is just a model. Okay. This is happening in other parts of the world. Maybe not as accelerated, but Japan is the model. Japan is showing us what happens when people don't date. All right. So women want careers, right? Younger women in particular are increasingly committed to having a career and being independent. As a consequence, Japanese women are marrying far later in life. Late 20s is now typical as opposed to 25 for their parents' generations. And they're having kids in their early 30s. Uh, instead of having two or more children, the cost and need to balance work of raising a child means more couples are electing to only have one child. I see that a lot in the U.S. They don't want to deal with having a kid or if they have a kid, it's only going to be one because it's too much responsibility. It takes them away from Queen's Gambit or whatever they're doing. No, 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 no. I'm joking. I understand why some are only going to have one kid, especially with a um, unknown future when it comes to the economy and, and what's happening. Why would you want to have more kids? Uh and live way above your resources. So I get it. Exactly. 47% of the male university students taking part in surveys said they were sexually experienced down from 63% in the 2005 survey, along with 36.7% of women down from 62.2% in 2005. Oh, man. And then this is the, this is the, the wild one right here. Internet connections. Okay, and I, I talked about this. Another significant change is how they meet. Last four decades, previous years, they met in class, sports club, or at social occasions. Today, they meet through the internet or smartphone apps. And, and I beat the dead horse on this. When, when you 
go through digital fatigue when you treat dating, you treat people on dating apps like a product instead of a person, you're bound to have issues. For Japanese culture, okay, Japanese people are often very socially awkward and have a fear of social interactions. This is said by uh, Kyle Cleveland, a professor at Tokyo campus of Temple University who lectures on Japanese society. There have been studies that show that Japanese people in general have less sex than almost any other any other country measured. So they have less sex, they're more technical, technologically um, inclined. Um, that's the model, that's, that's what's happening. Use that as a model of what could happen in the US. Um, but I guess what we have, we have the WAP culture, right? We, ha- we have, we've popularized sex, so maybe that helps. Uh, we're not totally um, sex adverse, so that helps when it comes to the birth rate. But we have these movements, right? We're so addicted to um, abusing our, our freedom of speech to a point that that that's what pushes us away, right? It's it's the the way that we use technology to communicate to each other in a way that makes us annoyed by each other to to be afraid of having civil discourse, right? We're now we're in the age of disagreement instead of discourse. So that's kind of the issue at hand. That's the societal trend when it comes to the US that differs from Japanese. Japanese are maybe not protesting as much or fighting as much as us online. Uh, culturally, they just, again, according to Kyle Cleveland, they're just a little bit more socially awkward and they have a fear of social interactions. For us and for them, it has become a why bother. For us, it's a why bother because, oh man, all women are the same. For them, it's, I'd rather be doing something else, right? A lot of introverts, a lot more introverts in, in, in uh, Japan compared to the US, right? Um, so take it for what it's worth, but let's try to prevent it, okay? Let's try to prevent it. Um, so then that way we can have a thriving community, a thriving society, and a thriving dating journey for people, right? Let's stop this. It's Chris, the Dating Doc here. And yes, not only do we produce content, we also have curated matchmaking. You might be wondering, what is matchmaking? Is this like Patty Sangler and the Millionaire Matchmaker? No, it's a lot better. First off, we're not a reality TV show. Second of all, you're not mindlessly swiping. The way that matchmaking works is you fill out a database. It's completely free. Just head to the datingdoc.com. Again, the datingdoc.com. Fill out the database. It only takes maybe five minutes. And then you have a curated experience where you have a human looking at your profile. And we deal with the scheduling. We deal with the introduction between you and someone that fits your parameters. It's that easy. And best of all is we've been doing this for 10 years. So we're experienced. We know what we're doing, and there's an efficient process where you're not waiting forever just to message them, just to match with them, and then hopefully meet them. We take care of all that. Outsource your dating to us here at The Dating Doc. Consider The Dating Doc matchmaking. (music) 
All right, here's the deal. A lot of people will poke fun at what I do, right, as a day coach or matchmaker, especially my military friends, right, because they think it's such a soft skill and it comes from left field, right, for a guy who's deployed, who has shotguns and all this stuff. And, you know, there's a certain passion that I have for helping people, but I also understand the holistic benefit to what I do. And one of those is I increase the birth rate, right? If I can increase the chances, the probability that someone will meet their special someone and they get married or they decide to just be sexually active and have a kid, then that's a win for me, right? Even if I never hear from them again or I never find out, you know, the fact that they had a kid, I have helped increase the birth rate. And in some ways, I help the productivity of the U.S. if I'm matching someone from the U.S. Um, so this goes this goes beyond just, you know, oh, he's a matchmaker, he's a day coach. Um, I, I completely understand that I'm also helping to boost community, especially in a tech-addicted world. And it's much needed nowadays. We are spending hours, hours staring at our phone, not doing much about nothing. And it shows, right? We uh, are addicts to social media, yet we're not socializing. And that has an effect. Now we have all these movements that have creeped up, right? Fourth wave feminism that still think instead of equality, they still think that men are worthless. MGTOW, black pill movements, uh, the raging red pill movements. These are things that have consequences, these these movements, because no one's going to want to meet, let alone hook up, let alone rear a child together. Um, I could even go on and on on the U.S. court system, something that I'm even dealing with uh, personally. But I take it in stride because I understand that um, it's going to take years of legislation to change that. But we, at the at the personal level, we can change these movements. We we can prevent from things like what what's happening in Japan is uh, is happening. If not, there's real world consequences. You're gonna have a declining birth rate, which leads to not much of a working class, not much of people that are gonna be able to take care of the elderly. You know, it, you, I mean, unless you start building robots to replace the workforce, we can be in dire straits. And a lot of other countries could be in dire straits if no one is connecting, if no one's wanting to have kids or or this dystopian non-dating future, what you'll have is a lot of uh, sperm donors, literally, you know, clinics uh, with women that want kids and they're like, you know what, I'm not, I'm not gonna deal with dating. So how about I pay 10 grand for the, uh, you know, the sperm from the six foot whatever guy who's making six figures, right? Because somehow um, that DNA will automatically guarantee you that my kid will be successful, which we know that's not the case. But maybe it'll come down to that. Maybe it'll come down to guys having sex robots and saying, you know what? I don't want to deal with women's headaches. And But here's the deal. This is what's happening in Japan. This is reality right now in 2020, almost 2021. There are real world consequences if we don't wake up to this addiction we have to being disconnected. And that that seeps into the social justice movements, right? Where we'd rather we'd rather fight than try to find a common ground. We're we're addicted to finding anything viral that, that divides us. Now, it's right under our noses. We can we can say that 
Maybe it's the media spinning all this. Maybe it's the uh, addiction to, to technology. Maybe it's some sort of weird cabal conspiracy that has us not caring about meeting anyone. But, you know, it's it can lead to what I call a social slash dating apocalypse. And it's happening right now. It's sad. Um, I say this because I'm passionate, passionate about what I do. I just combined passionate and about. Wow, that was pretty cool. Slight uh, dyslexia there. Um, so, you know, have this talk with single friends, you know, that are like, you know, I'm too independent. I'm too proud to get married. I'm, too, you know, I can't find the right guy. I can't find the right woman. You, you can keep on with your pride or you can say, you know what? <laughs> Let's do this for America, right? Not not America, but America. Let's increase this birth rate. Because if not, what's going to happen is you're going to have a whole bunch of cat ladies and a whole bunch of black pill guys. And figuratively, it's going to be like the shy prom dance. Woman on one side, men on the other side, and no one's connecting. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Follow us on Instagram at thedatingdoc. And also on YouTube, same name, The Dating Doc. Search us on there. Send us a message if uh, there's something that you'd like us to cover. And I say us because we are a team. Thank you very much. Happy holidays.